so popular, and tonight we were discussing transgression and the left, as well as my favorite John Waters movie, Cecil B. Demented, with one of the most fabulous guests to ever grace my show, a shimmering beacon in the dregs of Twitter, and one of the most compelling <laughs> posters of all time. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I think you <laughs> I think you might be over promising and now Absolutely I worry I'll under deliver. <laughs> um I'm Amy Therese. Um I uh, I guess I uh, persona. Yeah. Hey Amy, oh, what guess? are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um and also podcaster. Um and I feel very unserious saying such things, but I guess that's the life we lead today. So. Uh, yeah, I, I understand. Um, <laughs> so... like I've never said that before. I'm a poster <laughs> and a podcaster. That's what You're I do. You're a poster <laughs> and a persona and a podcaster. And uh, what else are you doing, Amy? Uh, on the side, I do freelance work, which is, uh, I guess, supposedly more serious, but not really. Um, sure. So I do like a lot of... Uh, just garbage marketing copy. Not I very understand, yeah. I just not. started a really boring job that's like very at odds with uh, what I do as well. But I have to ask, why do you follow me, Amy Therese? Oh, because, and I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest, uh, once I, oh, I got your message asking me to come mm -hmm. on the show ages ago. Um, and that when I saw it, I uh, followed you back so that I'd be able to see your response properly. And so Thanks, Amy. <laughs> I know that sounds really dumb because no. I was like, oh, that this seems like a cool person. I want to be able to keep in contact with them. Oh, yeah, because I only get notifications from mutuals. So I was like, yeah, this way I will, won't miss your message or whatever because I realized yeah. it had been in the, in the other inbox for a while. And I was like, okay, good, follow. And then it turns out, actually, we had mutual friends um, in the Perfume Nationalist, Jack. And That's then right. our circles began to coincide more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think I was first acquainted with your account when I still had, you know, a mere 700 followers and I was uh, barely political. And at the time, I think it was the ghost of Amy Therese <laughs> that you were inhabiting. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> And uh, Jack mentioned this on your appearance on a, account. <laughs> your second or third, right? Like Jack mentioned this on on his show, but you have such a uh, perfect eye, like such a wonderful, like naturalist, like a uh, unforced vision for your account. That um, every iteration of it has been so fascinating to me. I think my favorite out of all of them was like the sticky shoe with the yes, the purple. Yes, do yeah. both, motherfuckers. <laughs> I love like. And during all of these eras, you have uh, just this skill for producing incredible walls of uh, both anti-leftist, pro-leftist, like, I don't know what's going on, like, political theory and uh, the almost, like, uh, letter-like quality of it makes the whole project extremely literary to me. And um, Thank you. Like, That's so funny. <laughs> no, I'm like, all great posters, people, like, hate you for it. Like, they just, they are so mad that you have such a complete artistic vision that people just begin to thrash in the street when they encounter your account. It's really, I'll tell you, I will tell you one thing, because, I mean, certainly most of this is not deliberate. Um, one thing I did notice was both yourself and actually, you know, Adam Lehrer? Mm-hmm. Uh, safety propaganda? 
Yeah, good friend. Um, yeah, so it's really interesting to me the extent to which actually it's people who have like a appreciation of like uh, creativity or whatever in like a not necessarily, like whether it's in a political sense or whatever, they're the ones who tend to sort of um, uh, sort of get what I'm doing Mm-hmm. even if they don't necessarily agree with me, there's sort of still some kind of appreciation for it in a way that I think these sort of like technocratic libtards like um, get, like they get scared by something that they can't quite wrap their fingers around. Does that make sense? No, that's perfectly said. Like there, it's much easier to just run away and reject something that you don't immediately have extreme familiarity with. Like, if it poses yeah. any kind of challenge, it's much easier for the Netflix-brained, like, potato retard on his couch to, like, just say, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. And then, you know, become... Yeah, and then you also get, like, bonus dopamine because increasingly if what someone's saying is actually political, not just, like, not just, like, cultural in as an abstraction, if it's actually political with political consequences and the little gatekeeper Jannies can whip up hatred for anyone who's a threat to them and then so it's not just I don't like it but it becomes like you get rewarded for um playing janitor and hating on that person too yeah and then like a whole subculture emerges where antagonism towards like these uh titan like titanic literary figures hovering over the twitter sphere like begin to like they, they begin to make like their own creepy disturbing social groups yeah, yeah, I there is something very weird about what goes on online. And I think in part the fact that I was never a very online teenager is really like on the one hand it was like a, both a blessing and a curse. Like mm-hmm. um I do think it's weird. Like I sort of did wonder to myself at times, like, do these idiots not realise that I'm just a person? Like I can't hurt you. I'm not gonna do anything. Like it's fine. <laughs> I'm not Doing they imagine like you're some kind of like nightmare that's gonna like come out of the closet and get you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's a, it's especially wonderful because there's like five images of you that like circulate on the internet and they're all yeah, so wanna, intriguing. I don't, don't want to be a thought for you, for you people, for you sick freaks. Fuck off. <laughs> Not you personally, but you know what I mean? It's like, no, it course. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what a person looks like because these people, like they're, Actually, I want to ask you about this. I feel like they actually don't even have any aesthetic judgments. They just like what they're told to, and then they retcon. Like they retcon everything, even their aesthetic judgment. They they filter it through like a a prism of their um what they're told politically that mm-hmm. they're supposed to like. And it's like if you like if you can't appreciate that someone or something is pretty or attractive or beautiful without necessarily having to like make political excuses for mm-hmm. it then you're off in fucking retard land like the fact that the entire like every male on the left wants to bone aoc and can't manage to separate that from her retarded ass ruling cause like ridiculous right. retard politics is just so embarrassing to me like watching these people simp for this dumb bitch who's so dumb and calling her smart i'm just like but she's not smart it's okay you can just say i want to bone her that's like it's fine you don't have to say she's like politically savvy and that like you agree with her political like take this person as a serious intellectual like 
No, she's a dumb thought. Yeah, absolutely. A dumb thought for your political party, and that's fine. But, but you like, know what neoliberalism has done to everyone is turn every single matter of politics like into an emotional life or death stakes death game, basically. Totally. Yeah, so yeah. everyone feels like their whole existence is on the line, like whenever they're like put to any political challenge. And I mean, back in America, it's so they kind of it's like consumption yeah. politics. These people like it's so retarded. Sorry, I, I'm very like. <laughs> Exhausted. No, no, no. I, I, I'm exhausted <laughs> as well. Like, like, like mentally exhausted, but like actually excited to be talking. So I get very like these sweeping generalizations, but it's just like, yeah, it's okay to hold two thoughts in the, oh, no, they can't do both. We know that. No, but the why brains will explode. Say- yeah. It'll just pop open like a watermelon. It's like, the, because Probably. the stakes are so high, right? Like, they, they feel like it's so close to life or death. Like, they immediately, like, weasel away into the corner whenever they're challenged with anything that's anything that's uh, remotely unfamiliar to them. Totally. I even, I even do find, that's why I sort of, like, I, it's okay to say that something makes you uncomfortable. Right. But, but like, the idea that your personal comfort or discomfort uh, tells us a great deal politically or morally, um, that's a deeply suspicious thing to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, even – uh, and uh, I was watching the riots last year um, very closely and um, there were so many instances in which just – what you're seeing is so wrong um and it's disconcerting sure but like uh, i don't want to watch that shit as this like weird um weird like political pornography and like dictate my own politics based on these like force-fed stimulants that are being like memed into existence Mm -hmm. solely because a new type of technology was invented within the last 20 years, you know, like I don't Mm -hmm. like you're still being like dragged around by that. If you like, if you're, if it's all about like in reaction to these crazy like news cycles, you've got to at least have some ideas and principles that exist separate and apart from whatever's occurring in the news, you know? Yeah, like absolutely. I and I mean, they, no one does. Is is the this is a perfect uh, entrance into kind of our first uh, topic at hand today, which is the nature of transgression and, and the left, as it were. And uh, you were so fortunate as to have been off of Twitter. And honestly, this is just kind of a, a major synchronicity because. We started trying to schedule this episode back in August, I think. And then um, we had to reschedule a few times this week. And because of that, we got to see, like, the whole gamut of, like, the (laughs) online, like, dirtbag left, like, go into schism mode, total panic attack everywhere. And honestly, like, these last, like, two weeks for me have been a serious revelation about the emotional vulnerability of anyone involved in politics in this where where they stake their emotions so significantly into it that um yeah. i'm really glad we're talking about it now yeah you can't this is like they'll get you if you make this all emotional then your responses are emotional and and the odd occasion in which you actually step from back from that like i don't know i i i did say a few days ago like if you are a leftist who has uh, realized you fucked up 
and that like things are not as they seem in the Kyle Rittenhouse case and you just say like I was wrong Kyle innocent like I'll retweet you I I totally endorse doing that like (laughs) I just wanted to like try to make it a little bit like a a, you know safer or whatever like it's okay to do that yeah you wanted to make a safe space yeah yeah but like I'm under no illusions as to be pretending like that to me was totally strategic insofar as like a huge part of this uh, trial to a degree um, is a matter of like swinging like a certain Mm -hmm. kind of consensus in a certain kind of direction. Like I was not saying that out of any misguided illusion that um, Anna Kasparian or any of these dumb bitches, and I, I myself am very much a dumb bitch also, so, like, n- no hate on dumb bitches, but, like, any of these dumb bitches, like, coming out and actually saying, like, oh, I fucked up, that doesn't mean these people are your friend. It means that, like, quite literally, like, if I can, if you can swing a certain degree of public sentiment in the direction of what's true and correct when the kid's still on fucking trial... Like, there, there is, to whatever small extent that might make a difference, that to me is worth, like, you know, making whatever, like, minuscule pissing in the wind intervention that I can, to, you know, to the extent that that might mean anything. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good thing to do. But, but like, but don't get it twisted. Like, if, you know, if you can turn something into, like, a cultural trend such that, like, um, there's clout to be made out of it, and yet simultaneously, there's a very real material end that is objectively good and true. I, I'm never going to like be pissy at someone for like getting on that as bandwagon for, if it benefits themselves, if it actually benefits the cause as well. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to just like be like, oh, so-and-so is only doing that because X. I don't really care why they're doing it. Right. I just don't no, want I, that I totally kid being fucking locked up for life. Because no, this I mean, whole thing is bullshit. This like the whole thing, thing is, is it's a, it's you know? a really good uh, representation of like what's been happening um, on the left, and of course your podcast, What's Left, which I am a deep admirer of. It's a, a really <laughs> special auditory experience. Um, I love like uh, how long the episodes are. Like there's like a really beautiful crunchy texture to everything. Like it feels very like lived in. <laughs> the monologuing, which um I will like every time you start monologuing, I will let you go because I just love to hear how your brain works. But like kind of like the the thematic uh, framework of that show is uh the really geniusly titled like what's left like both yeah, like, we, what we weren't and... sure i wasn't sure that's why i came up with the name i was like i don't like it was never meant to be oh i'm the final boss of leftism this is no, what's no, left. No. authoritatively it was meant to be very much a question um no it, it's it's yeah, a really know. beautifully like staked out <laughs> question and i'm curious like how did this happen to you like how did we go from like amy therese like uh let's imagine like 2010 or something i'm sure like politically aware maybe studying at the time how did you become acquainted with the left in the first place yeah like it's funny because there's always been like like if you asked anyone in my entire life up until even now most of my like real life friends if anyone asks them what Amy's politics are, they'd say she's like fucking lefty care lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, but like, that it seems to me that like 
the the extent to which the left has just become this like whole other thing that seemingly just um there's something i don't know there's something deeply sadistic about Mm-hmm. the way it's been conducting itself like at least since like i don't know maybe like from ferguson onwards like and uh, obviously yeah. all the strains of this were there but and like i imagine you... like uh b- before like ferguson and everything like uh i mean like where were you like politically like before you know you took the amy pill like the emotion like the oh, <laughs> you donned yeah, the no, mask like but like where, i've always yeah. been like left-wing insofar as like i just want people to have like I've just always wanted people to be able to have like safety, security, healthcare, mm-hmm. be able to pay their rent. Like I know this all sounds like very basic normical middle class politics. Like, um, and, and you know, in the nineties and early two thousands, I was in SJW about certain things in terms sure. of like I, yeah. I very much believed like same sex marriage seemed to me just like perfectly reasonable um i even argued with my dad whose objections were weirdly like i don't know whether they fit easily into left or right like my dad's a big old libtard but Mm -hmm. his objection to gay marriage and i fought with him about this at the time his objection was always uh um he was like no but married means a certain thing like I fully endorse, you know, uh, like the same set of like rights or entitlements or whatever. Um, but, but like marriage means a certain thing. I'm like, oh, okay, dad. Um, I tried to argue with him and I couldn't get him to come around on it. I don't know whether he was just being like mega autistic, which he literally is, or mm-hmm. whether to him it was the idea of like, I don't know, because to, to my mind it's like, yeah, but that's like saying voting just means men. Like, up until a certain point that was the case but like that doesn't mm-hmm. because he wasn't even mounting any kind of like spiritual or like any like a like super trad argument right That's, so like that you was were strange yeah i mean you this was you know quite <clears throat> like normal and i feel like in the 90s and the 2000s like you said earlier like uh the left meant something different um and so we go from that image of amy right and then eventually you started getting like affiliated with more like and i'm gonna start using horrible cringe words here so please (laughs) excuse me but like more affiliated with like marxist like leftism and like quote communism unquote right so where did where did this come from yeah like i I never called myself a communist i thought this was completely fake and gay i was like how can there be a commune any communist without communism this is so gay like sorry gay people i don't mean that as an insult but i was just like how can anyone be calling themselves a fucking communist on the internet this is absurd like right so i always like i didn't even call myself a marxist until after a couple of years that's what everyone else called me i was like i guess um I just, I don't know, like, I I very much thought that the Bernie second round was worth a shot. Um, if only, and but, but then see, the problem is, as you, like, are doing the thing, you start to realize, like, oh, the, what's actually at play in terms of all the subtle contradictions and linkages between the yeah. different players. 
and like having an understanding of like the tensions and the ways in which both like media establishments and all these like civil society groups that basically constitute the democratic party machinery like once you start to realize that um very subtle interwoven like truly like dialectical nature of the beast that is the democratic party machine um you start to realize just how foreclosed um nearly every opportunity to change that motherfucker is and how quickly and easily or maybe not easily but just how efficiently um anything and everything you feed into more of that giant fucking goblin beast um will be spat back out the other end as like a, yeah. just a fucking replicant um evil little monster goblin um <laughs> no, i like, feel like that's that's exactly right and um and that's why, it, like, it the moment of, yeah. the moment that motherfucking campaign ended, I was like, okay, I'm done. I, I don't want anything to do with this. Like, whatever I do, like, I, I just, I could see very easily how criticizing the left from within the left could also be a very lucrative, like, edgelord, um, pundit take um, thing to do. And it just was so clear to me that it was so obvious that this, like, people never took seriously anything that they said like if you can on the one hand be saying like socialism would come like if you if you can be saying simultaneously that like we support bernie and then by the same token you're just as much elevating elizabeth warren who calls herself a capitalist to her bones uh-huh. like the whatever it is that you say you believe and you say you're trying to do you just had like a a 12 month opportunity in which um you did everything possible to demonstrate that whatever you're doing is not what you claim to be doing because at every opportunity these motherfuckers were like attacking destroying undermining everything that they advertise themselves to be about and I just right. couldn't abide by that. I just was like, no, I don't want anything to do with it. Like, and it also, like, it just, there's a real, like, I don't know. It, something that creeped me out the most was that none of these people going to ever just fucking be honest about, like, what they're doing either. Like, I don't care if people are making, like, um, political calculated moves or whatever if you like strategically had all this shit in your head like whatever but just don't fucking wield um like they blur the boundaries with everything and then take no responsibility with anything whereas like give me a fucking operator who's like um just you know being being a real like uh uh being like mercantile about these things at least then they're not like um uh, pretending to be your friend and then throwing you under the bus like because but that's that's the most ins- that that is the point actually that i i've been hoping we would we'd get to with our kind of oh good yeah because it's that shit that just makes me sick no yeah ways because that um, i can't even explain like i just no I'm i, I just, get it like don't pretend I, I... to be my fucking friend like it's <laughs> fine we don't have to be friends like don't and don't try to use like your a friendship to like try to do like all you needed to say to me early on was actually we're trying to elevate both of them because um the whole thing is one thing and we're just you know this is like a party machinery type of deal here 
we're just playing good little foot soldiers to the party. We need to basically sheepdog the youth wing of the party who are never going to go for fucking Liz Warren. <laughs> right. Right. We need to basically, basically we need the, the Bernie crowd and the Liz Warren crowd. Um, we're never all going to, all going to fall in line behind Liz Warren and they were never all going to fall in line behind Bernie. So what the party wants us to do is to, between the two of us, mop up the progressive 30, like super progressive 30% of the party, which is predominantly youth vote plus others. Um, and that's basically a shared task between the two of us. And that's why Bernie doesn't in any way criticize her the entire fucking time. If they were to have said that to me, we could have wait, like not wasted an enormous amount of like right because pain the and bullshit to me here is like it's <clears throat> it's not just like um that this is like happening right but it's um the theatrics behind it that have uh sunken into the way people view politics because uh, what i was hoping we would we'd get to and you know what you really you know expertly brought up is like uh it's the idea of like these people are your friends and you believe in them and you put faith in them and I feel mm-hmm. as if like one Fucking of the most it's awful. It's like one of the one of the most <gasps> treacherous things that's happened with the way that the the left or, or any politically involved person right now has begun to uh, ruin and deny their own humanity is by so yes. thoroughly emotionally attaching to these movements. And that I think it's that's because deliberate. there's like a it's very deliberate. I mean, the way that like Bernie Sanders has been characterized and continues to be is like cute grandpa. Like we're going to sell like meme socks of him and our favorite show. Like all of it is like this tragic nostalgia for um, a, a sort of like functioning leftism, which never really existed in the first place. But like, oh, it's 19- functioning. <clears throat> it's doing what it's supposed to, which is right. manu- consen- manufacture consent for the fucking Democrats. Sorry. Yeah. No, and then I, I, that's exactly right. But I mean, people have like uh, this dream of like the '60s, right? Like they have a, a dream of yeah, it's always just over the horizon. This... Right, and I mean, it's it never happened. Horizon like... politics, horizon politics. Keep the juice on flowing. That's all it is. Like it's like, these people are fucking crack dealers. Mm-hmm. They literally like come take your fucking medicine, kids. We'll keep you on the edge of your seat at all times. It's all just catharsis and paying for indulgences. It's literally just like therapeutic leftism. Yeah, I mean, it's it's both religious and sexual and therapeutic and psychological and just, um, yeah, it's depraved. It's sick uh, yeah, shit. Like absolutely. I know it's I know it's a cope to be like these people are sick, these people are devils, all that shit. I get it, and that in no way is a substitute for an explanation. But and and I don't think that you need like a necessary really hop into like metaphysics about it but like Mm -hmm. if you can't see that these motherfuckers uh what they're doing is sick and wrong at every like at every turn in the past couple of years everything they do is sick and wrong and then they hide behind the specter of the fucking vulnerability that they create they then use it as a shield like other people's vulnerability that they created they'll they'll weaponize anything like nothing's off limits They'll mm-hmm. fucking ruin people's lives and then use the lives of the people they've ruined. Use the death. Their deaths is like also a battering ram. Like just everything is a battering ram. It's mm-hmm. fucking insane to me. It's just like it never stops. There's no bottom to th- it's a bottomless pit. And you this just, is the first I, time that we've ever like talked about uh, politics to this extent on my show, really. And um, I feel like it kind of warrants like a like a 
a truthfulness on my behalf um and like my experience with leftism because like you i was also like a total like social justice like psychopath for like probably like five okay, years see, i was never a psychopath i never was like that thankfully i don't okay, know you weren't a psychopath i totally okay, was you are. okay and i'm I, i'm okay with like admitting it like you said because you know to... how old do you, if you don't mind me asking or is that something you keep to yourself no 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 it's fine i'm 25 Okay, this is an age thing. Yeah, if, if yeah. I was, see, because I'm a solid, like, seven seven years older, yeah. So I think that's solely a matter of age, really. Mm -hmm. Because, well, like, I, mean... I just managed to, like, dip out before it got truly nutty. Into, dip out Did as you in, feel, like, like uh, transgressive in, like, with I your came... politics ever? Like, when you were, like, in high school and, like, you were, like, uh, bickering with your dad or whatever? Like, did you feel like... Uh... But, see, I never bickered with my dad in high school and he actually hid from oh. me. Like, we, my dad... Um, I was super political all through like high school, everything. But I see because I'm a little bit older, this was like the Iraq War era. So Did you feel like it... yeah, that's the same era that like Gion from Twink Rev, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, whether well, around from. the same age, I suspect. Yeah. Did you feel like transgressive or like you were, you know, separate well, see, or like... I was always a weirdo and so it was fine. Like mm -hmm. and also like in Australia, like I guess teenage culture like all my friends like guys and girls i went to like a prissy private school and like people just sort of found it endearing how obsessed with politics i was they didn't really right. give a shit like no one cared either way um and then my i had a few like my nerd friends who went to like the boys catholic school nearby and they were also debaters and like like uh, nerds and but like we weren't nerd nerds insofar as we were also friends with all the boys and like the football team and we all partied together all the time so this was all like mm -hmm. we were we had our like nerd shit that was very much integrated into like just like being broader human beings whereas like i feel like yeah. i don't uh, I, well, I mean, with like my experience, not, right? None like, of it us was... made politics anything. Like, the mm -hmm. fact that Amy was d super into politics was like the reason why she and Vicko would like have arguments when they're stoned out of their brain in the corner at the party, and like mm -hmm. people would like find it funny and shit. But like, none of it in any way was any reflection of like how our friends felt about us or how our friends would treat us. Like, not none of us like. This wasn't like that at all. Like, I can't no, even no, explain I, I totally how get much it. it did not matter at what we argued about. Like, we're all there being friends, obviously. Right. Well, you I mean, what I mean? So like, this it is just, the thing. It would like never the... matter in any way, shape, or form. Like, right. Like, <laughs> the role that you had there of, like, being, like, the, you know, yeah. friend who will, like, do, like, political debate or whatever is yeah. exactly, like, what I was doing with the social justice thing in high school. And, like, mm. um... Basically, like, uh, politics have always been kind of this, like, system that's, like, has obvious, like, physical effects on everyone, but is, like, kind of a, a social discourse where people um, can put the frightening existential worries about the destiny of the human race, like, into a <laughs> tangible cage, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, when sure. I was, uh, you know, 15, 16, I did the same thing, whereas, like, I thought it was, like, a... A transgressive and like interesting character quality for me to be like very well read about feminism and like to do that with my friends and uh I, I feel like okay, learning I mean, stuff's cool that's fine yeah and the thing was is that like this was before it began to solidify because this was like maybe like uh 2012 or so I guess it would mm -hmm. be around and at that point like people still weren't sinking their entire you know 
social identity into these one things. Like it was something that you did. It was like a like you said, like a character trait or personality quirk. And like, as time yeah, has gone I just, on, I like can't imagine, can't imagine like any like the idea that any of my friends in high school, even in uni, thereafter, the idea that any of us. Like the idea that anyone would stop being friends with anyone because of like political reasons is the most retarded dumb shit I've ever heard. Yeah, no, I mean, Literally, and I like, started to see this happening bonkers. when I went to college. Like, when I went to university is when it started to actually like sink in. Like this uh, cultural problem is like when people would start cutting off like friendships because of you know perceived aggressions or offenses. Um, and my my thesis about this. Um, because I, I continued barreling through and I eventually became like disgusted with myself, like, you know, after like enough self-reflection and especially after men- moving out of the country, like I, I mentioned earlier, like once I was gone and could they kind of see America through like the abstract, I could see like what I looked like to other people. And I realized that the kind of a, uh, banking I put in like social justice and in leftism was not so much of like a personality trait or like a uh like a quirk or like something you did with your friends to have like fun and relate with each other but was like actually like a way for me to prove I existed does that make sense yes totally yeah yeah absolutely because it's like well I think like uh, it bears repeating and, and nobody on the left ever wants to talk about this is the idea that like you sort of do need to bite the bullet on the fact that contemporary society has sucked meta-narrative um, out of anything in any grand sense, but then it injects meta-narrative into even, like, the most banal fucking bullshit consumer choices. It's like, can you pick one, bitch? Like, you, you don't <laughs> let people have any, like, you don't let anything have any more grand meaning on the one hand. You know, you, mm-hmm. you rob them of anything transcendent anything beautiful anything just unimpeachably good (laughs) um but then you sort of um make even the most banal fucking consumption choices um you know you need to be a fucking ethical consumer but at the same time like no you can't go to you you can't have any like metaphysical doctrines about good and evil it's just like well yeah of course this is going to create some ridiculous bullshit yeah it gets like codified into the politics fandom now like and and I sort of get the impulse to describe wokeness as a religion, all that jazz. Like, and I think honestly, as someone who like I genuinely like, I do think Marx is correct about most things, not in like some movement building way, but just as in like his analysis of the way capitalism, broadly speaking, like the the bones of the thing, he's correct. Like mm-hmm. the, yeah. the idea that like the analogy of religion is like not that great because it it doesn't quite capture what's going on. But like there's definitely something like religious and spiritual um in terms of giving people's life meaning. And so if you sort of like, you know, all this, like the last 50 years where every fucking matter narrative has been completely destroyed by right, no, academics this is a... and the culture. <laughs> um, and then, they, well, like, what, what, what are you going to get? Like, what uh-huh. are people going to use to sort of establish their um, understanding of being a decent human being in the world? Like, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's so convenient to do it through. You, the only tools that you give them. 
yeah, it, it, it's so convenient to do it through like the social justice people. lens and, and what have you. Like, yeah, it, that's like the way people do it. It doesn't come from a bad impulse, and that's also no, like, no, no. Just, like, sort of angry about this whole disgusting like politics is that the thing that's the most conspicuous to me is the way in which it actually weaponizes good and noble impulses against unsuspecting people and, and turns them back against them. That's what scares me the most about this whole fucking thing. Like mm. the idea that like the vast majority of American people last year, not people as such, but like there's a good majority of libtards who like actually think that like that BLM is like fighting racism as such in, as like some abstraction that like there's a good, a good number of people actually think that white supremacy is on the rise like, the only way that these fucking tactics of scaring everyone can be effective is is precisely because people are not racist. Most people are not racist. Racism is not actually, like, a thing that exists out in the ether. Like, white supremacy is not fucking waiting around every corner. Terrorism's not around every corner. But, like, when you fucking psyop people in a way that just... You can weaponize against them all the time and turn like noble instincts against um like most people hate the idea of people being like denied a decent dignified life because of their race most people hate the idea that like this is what's occurring so then they mobilize in support of forces that are like doing the exact opposite they mobilize mm -hmm. in support of forces that are going to some fucking small town in wisconsin and just burning shit down for no reason like right it literally takes like a good and noble impulse as in most of the country isn't racist anymore. You no longer actually have segregation or dream crow, any of that bullshit. This is literally just a psyop. Um, and then it takes their noble impulses against those objectively bad things and wields them against people who don't have any power, who haven't done anything wrong. This, yeah, this no, I, I, wrong. I completely understand. And I, I feel like, um, you know, one thing I wanted to to bring up is, I feel like because uh, you know the the psyop system, and because people are are so easily swept into the metaphysical narrative that's like created by like the news cycle and like the establishment of you know the left as a concept, it's like it removes any of the fascinating like power that like leftism I think like used to have, right? Like in my journey through the courses of leftism that like culminated in me in Japan, like, you know, reevaluating myself. Like during that time is like when I actually did like read Marx and like tried to like, uh, you know, learn theory or whatever, which is honestly like mostly a pointless endeavor. But at the same time, it gave me like an artistic sense of like what the left like kind of may have ever been capable of doing, which is, provide that metaphysical stage like, that we've been talking about um, and then uh, give people meaning in a way that's like almost like Mishma adjacent where it's like they fight for something that they think is totally beautiful like and something that's worth living and you know you mentioned earlier um, that the reason that you were ever like on the left is because you you care about like the the basic you know organizations oh, of yeah, humanity just... about paying your rent and everything and at one time i feel like people were like passionately fighting to you know do that like in like the 60s yeah. but but what happens to all of I these movements that, i don't think that was true well no i, I mean i'm that... i'm not quite yeah. done you know it's like i think that it's it's a myth but at the mm. same time it's like 
all of that myth as well is completely sunken by human desire and actual emotion and as i got into like japanese cinema i I eventually like started watching like these communist movies like from like the 70s and all of them are just bemoaning the way that like humans erotic impulses like used to be able to like bring down like communism through like infighting and selfishness and what's happened is that we no longer like the the left as a mechanism is so strong now that it can't be toppled by these human desires and has actually just replaced them do you know what i mean i think it's trying to but i think that i i have to believe that uh out fundamental like i think when when you get to a point where like leftism qua leftism is so obsessed with fucking neutering anything human and just serving up this totally inhuman like bucket of goo and telling you that (laughs) like the glob that you'll fucking (laughs) that you'll own nothing and you'll be happy You'll fucking eat that tofu, wasabi, tofu hot dog and you'll be happy. Like, no, bitch, it tastes like shit. Fuck off. (laughs) I really do think at a certain point, like, I'm sorry, but you just can't tell me that it's bigotry that I don't want to sleep with a man who has a vagina. It's not bigotry, okay? Like, you you can't, like, I think the psyops can only go so far. And I think... Um, one of the major reasons that some of the most um, vicious gender goblins on the left um, are trying really hard to paint <laughs> um, women and, you know, they'll, they'll um, massage it a little bit and say, like, white women um, or, you know, uh, turfs. But, like, I think ultimately what they're trying to do is demonize um, mothers because I think that, like, most people will tolerate a lot of bullshit and and most men even can just ignore a lot of bullshit that's not a clear and present danger to their lives like women have been whiny and annoying for centuries like that alone isn't going to um you know destabilize things but i think if you get to a point where you're fucking with people's kids um that that won't you can only do that for so long before um before you know people want to get upset and you know start to react and i I mean i think um that that's kind of like a token to you know what i i think as well is that like for so many people like both in terms of like gender and how they deal with like the family unit it's like all of them have like misappropriated like the potential for leftism which is like a a glistening moment of like power like of fighting for something that you think is real like that that dream that's not you know quite real at all and they've just let it replace their everyday faculties and it's gotten so out of control that i mean it's uh, completely warped the way that people like view reality and their own capabilities of presenting the self so people now like have an idea that just by saying something that it's true and uh they brandish like the phantom of like leftism or whatever in order to to make that happen but the truth is is that that dream is is um it's infected people in such a way that 
it's just sapped everybody and is trying to turn them into the tofu eaters, like you said. And um, I mean, it's I'm not hoping. Just, I mean, I don't care if you like tofu eat tofu, bro. <laughs> Obviously, but, like, yeah. If you're if you're fucking telling me that you're raising the price of meat and milk, and that like actually like um fuck the people who take objection to this. I, I I don't think that's acceptable, and I'm not going to accept your little nihilistic, snarky bullshit, um, which pretends that, you know, oh, what are we even talking about? It's not cool. It's not cool to care. But actually, like, yes, it is. You know, yeah. like, just endless snark is very, very boring and ugly and uncreative. And yeah, I snark think is, is the true villain of all of this. Of this. You know? Absolutely. You know, like, I don't, I, I want to really try to preserve... Um, like, like, it's very frustrating how much this makes you want to sort of just lapse into these old conversations that have been had. Like, I don't want to take the fucking David Foster Wallace position as in, like, fuck all irony, fuck this, fuck that. Like, no. But, like, if people are just straight-up nihilists, um, at a certain point you just have to actually just, like, start being led around by moral nihilists. Like, that's bad. You got, people who don't believe anything will just lead you off a cliff. These people don't give a shit. They're laughing all the way to the bank. Like, they don't have any values. It's not funny to me. The whole, like, if, you, if someone believes fucking nothing and they're just saying what's useful to their political patrons, I fail to see where the humor is in that. It's just fucking empty. I don't know. As a kid, I never found certain, like, all these, like, slapstick comedy, all these dumb, like, um, funniest home videos are just like people getting hurt and shit. I never found that very funny. I don't get it. And I just feel like this is what Chapo is. It's just like hypnotism yeah. bullshit. Like just fucking laughing at whoever happens to be on the rotating roster of people the DNC needs you to take out this week. Like I've never, like I don't, I don't really get the impulse. Like, and like, I don't like being told who I'm not allowed to like listen to. I'd rather just listen to someone and just decide that I disagree with them. No, I, I totally um, get it. But these people want to just fucking about... ruin people with snark and meanness mm -hmm. before with anyone engages snark with them. and meanness. It's so true. And yeah. I think uh, that is the big testimony of all of this is like um, any actual passion and human drive and emotionality, you have to defeat the snark and you have to not you know let it affect you so that you can actually experience true sublimity Be Demented is a 2000 film from John Waters. It's his penultimate movie. And I said earlier, it's my my favorite, but it might be a dirty shame. It's either that or this. Um, but I had wanted to talk to you about this movie specifically um, back like since back in August before Red Scare had their uh, NFT festival. Is that what it was called? And NFT is not right. Wait, what's it called? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, but I don't think it's called an NFT festival. That's it's so definitely funny. not NFT festival. Let's trigger all the anti-crypto people. Like, they're on that. What is it? 
they're just doing events to promote my NFTs and the blockchain. Yeah, I mean, I got paid by that event as well because I wrote a film <laughs> review for it. So, you know, I ultimately did get my Peter money after all. But in any case, um, before John Waters is announced to finally, you know, bridge the gap of culture and speak to Red Scare in a really um, iconic, beautifully recorded moment, um, I had been thinking about John Waters specifically as a kind of a good entryway into dirtbag leftism in a way of understanding it. And um, I also thought that you might be one of the few people who really sees what this movie is truly about. Um, and of course, Sesame Demented follows um, Melanie Griffith as Holly Whitlock, as she is hijacked by a group of uh, psycho leftist filmmakers and uh, forced to make the last transgressive uh, movie in Hollywood. Um, but you said to me you haven't seen a movie from like before 2008 in quite a while. So I'm kind of interested to hear about Amy Therese's like film <laughs> universe. Well, like, I mean, <laughs> what, I, are you, what is your relationship with movies? Well, like, yeah, it's funny. I, I sort of began noticing within like political culture, especially on the left, this is like a what I saw to be this strange fixation with, um, with like comic books and shit, like even within the left itself, like some of the biggest, like, uh, uh, influencer dipshits, like prior to sort of turning their grubby little finger bits to politics, these had been people like doing like commentary about film and like Marvel movie universe shit. These are literally like comic book fans and that's fine. I don't give yeah. a shit what you're into, like whatever. Um, and, and it's only in retrospect that I can increasingly see the extent to which like it just is fucking Wakanda forever bullshit has literally <laughs> become like the mechanism by which um, these sick predatory um, fucking Democrats control everything. Like I think at a certain point when, um, when the ex-president uh, signs a fucking film deal with Netflix moments after leaving office when every like a faction of the Democratic motherfucking party um, does most of its politicking on these Silicon Valley platforms, um, when, you know, every major comedian who at the very least in the 90s um, was to some degree saying fuck you to the man in one way or another, um, is now sinecured with like these eighty million dollar fucking cash bags from Netflix to support the party line. Um, right. You increasingly like. It's one well, it thing. Well, kills art. I mean, it totally yeah. just. I mean, we we. This is you know. It's, it's very clear now, and it, one of the main themes of my show is, like, bemoaning the way that, like, Netflix, like, manufactures this kind of stuff. Um, but, I mean, I I definitely had started noticing, like, around maybe, like, four years ago or so. But um, I, I'm very curious to hear, like, what movies do you like? Like, what, what do you watch? Like, <laughs> I was so fascinated See, when you told me. Like, because as a teenager, as I sort of implied earlier, like, I was a smart kid nerdy kid but I also played like netball I went to parties every weekend like I, I just I didn't sort of um uh grow up with like a like with the culture dictating to me what I was about in some sense you know what I mean like sure. it was sort of I don't know and 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 I didn't like I I don't know like I used to my friends and I 
so I have this one friend who I would, we still see movies together. I told this anecdote on the show recently, on my show recently. And like, I really noticed, like we used to see a a movie together every like couple of weeks or whatever. And we still do, but it's more like every six months because like we're busy doing other things. But, but like, um, increasingly after like 2008, 2009, it just became so difficult to find a fucking movie that we even wanted to see. Um, mm-hmm. and I trace this back, like the, the other memory that I have is, and so at some point after that, it, more and more often we found ourselves watching these like gay ass documentaries. Cause like all the feature films just seem lame. Like, I don't know, increasingly like a, difficult to find something that actually like sparks my interest. Like, and I trace this all back to this one particular moment that I just have the most vivid recollection of where I was walking either to the bus stop or to my car after university one day. And we ran into this boy that I used to have a crush on. And I just remember being so confused because he was with a friend and he said they were going to see Transformers. And another time, it was like 2008, and I was little. And so because this was like a, a boy, like an adult male who I had a real crush on, and this was such like a child-sounding film, like it just sounded like a film for kids, right? So mm-hmm. I just found myself, like there was this, I, so I sort of looked around almost. I'm like, oh, are you, like, are you, like, I, and I, Literally said, like, are you taking someone? Like, wh- I don't get it. <laughs> like, and no, he wasn't taking like someone else's kids. He wasn't babysitting. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, and, like the person with him wasn't a child either. Like, and I just feel like at that point, sometime around then, like subsequent to that, like, so much of adult um, film in the mainstream is just this like saccharine ridiculous bullshit um and and the other thing i started noticing more and more was that these like absolutely like childlike totally like straight up childhood activities were being mainstreamed into um activities through actual adults so like the whole like coloring book craze for adults um the what's the other one they started opening like play pens in New York for adults, like adult <laughs> preschools where you go and like just be infantilized. Um, just I don't get me wrong. Like the weird thing is, like I actually used to find like coloring and that sort of thing actually is sort of therapeutic because it's like mindless dumb shit and you're just like coloring in between the lines. Like and so you know, occasionally when I'd be like babysitting someone else's kids or like. know whatever like it can be sort of like sure yeah zone out and like do it whatever but like once you mainline this shit as like an actual thing for adults you really need to wonder like what's what that's signifying in terms of like the culture writ large if all we can do is retreat into these like infantile um forms of like good bad binary and just you know yeah no absolutely to start seeing politics and culture through this lens to start having like the people who we supposedly go to as like the the insight of our times like the most insightful voices fucking ta-nehisi coats and who's that other bitch the heavy one um Uh, um roxanne gay yeah the fact that they go from being like the so-called like (laughs) oh i only knew because you said the heavy one (laughs) she is heavy sorry like that's (laughs) these people provoke you by being like morbidly obese and celebrating it and then being like but then acting like 
um, pissed off when you notice. It's like, bitch, your whole fucking thing is like being pissed off. Oh yeah, no, I mean it, it's her obese. brand. Exactly. Like, yeah. don't do you think it's that... it's her her access to capital is like being fat and yeah. talking about it. And also, here's another thing: if someone's like obese, or someone's in a wheelchair, or someone's like you know markedly like um not normative just in some like statistical sense right just statistically it's not that often that you see someone who's like morbidly obese or you see someone in a wheelchair whatever it's totally human to like sort of have to reckon internally with um something that i always notice myself doing is always like with a person in a wheelchair whatever try like always notice myself like Amy, don't like, don't treat this person differently. Like, you get what I mean. Like, don't. I know that sounds <laughs> really sure. awful, but no, I think no, no, no. I, I get it. Deny that about themselves. Like, sometimes in life, like there are people who are different, and you have to be sort of cognizant of not being like. Um, well, yeah, I mean, and then acknowledging the, the difference in and, the same and, uh, way as you treat anyone right. else without like. It's just not possible. It's. I mean, it's not possible, but it's also possible to like, um, not make that who they are you know what i mean like I, yeah. it's, no for it's, sure and if you can't make a joke with people about certain things i really do think we're in a pretty dark place like i don't know no no totally um but i mean you're back to the point about infantilization That's yeah yeah there's this perfect really perfect for this movie like creepy infantilization and like it's it's fine whatever but like i don't I just haven't had any interest in like most of this bullshit since then. TV's mm-hmm. gone. I don't know. I don't own a TV anymore. But like, I can't remember the last time I wanted to watch any of this crap. And simultaneously, at the same time, you have like all these bedroom feminists and like dumb shit on these streaming services that are mainlined at the same time. And then the only place where you can see something with decent fucking production values is now Netflix because they like barrage like all the fucking mainstream TV channels have had like they have no funding for anything other than fucking reality TV. You know what I mean? And then so like you get to a point where the only thing with any decent production values is Netflix. And even then you now you just have them like mainlining fucking Democrat propaganda. So it's like, where, where yeah. am I supposed to see anything with any kind of artistic capacity? It's actually so funny, and this will be the last thing on my little, like, rant. But um, as much as anything else, it was the censoriousness um, that made me so sure that whatever the fuck was happening on the left was not good. Because um, as fucking lib, libtarded as it might sound, like, I, I've never felt like I need to um, silence, shout down destroy <laughs> demonize people with whom i disagree um mm-hmm. because i i have faith in the things i believe and and if i'm unsure about something i believe i i then it seems to me even more important to hear um alternatives and sure like yeah obviously through mainstream media narratives and through mainstream media channels whatever you're not going to get anything amounting to quote unquote the real truth whatever but like, if you have all these motherfuckers predetermining what is um, liberation content and what is um, oppressive, and if you are relying on, you know, five corporations <laughs> to tell you what is or is not like, what does or what does not make you a good or an evil person, um, I think you've just, you're just looking at everything the wrong way. I'm sorry, but like, if and and maybe this is too reductionist, but like. I don't want fucking Jeff Bezos hectoring his customers and having these dipshits tell me that, like, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos is, like, the 
is correct in terms of like anti-oppression politics. First off, I don't actually think any member of the middle class, which is all of us, by the way, like none of us is oppressed on the basis of identity characteristics. It's just not how things have been. It's a fucking bullshit psyop. There's no such thing as white privilege. It's all fake and gay. Um, nobody's oppressed on the basis of identity. Identity is now a weapon. Um, I'm not interested in wielding it and I'm not interested mm -hmm. in deferring to it. And I'm a little bit sick of all these idiots pretending like white privilege is a thing. And because, and I'm just as disinterested in doing like, I don't want to, don't make me fucking take up the other position within your little fake and gay frame because it's all infantilizing. Yeah. It's fetishism, like fetishizing these stupid fake categories. And, and I don't even understand how you're supposed to transgress things when they basically what they do is blur all the fucking boundaries of everything. Um, and then like, like there is no transgression, but then also just being normal is somehow transgressive. You know what I mean? Like it just it makes no. Yep, it, it's it's perfect, and, and you it's exactly like the the frame of mind that's like required for like really understanding this movie. And I feel like um, one of the reasons why I am still so infatuated with it. it I mean, it's like a a very like bumblingly made movie. Like it's a in the way that all John Waters movies are. There's like this a, is what a charm are unlikable to, like... about everyone. Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, yeah, absolutely. Moral complication implied in aspects of it. Like I, um, it's like. Well, the infantilization thing you said is perfect, right? Because um, the movie is like main, like a kind of like a obnoxious, like conceited um, sort of critique it has, which is John Waters is like really scorned by the film industry at this point. Like uh, he's done his time, like made a lot of uh, features and has like kind of proven himself to be a, somewhat of a successful director, but he can't receive funding for anything. So he makes this really personally bitter movie. Is that and what the... I, was that the circumstance? Because I'm I'm a bit of a like I, I'm not as like culturally conversant as some people in our spheres. Like I don't I'm not as familiar with these like overall trajectories. That was that the scenario of it? Yeah, absolutely. That's like he um funny. had been made yeah, he'd been making a ton of movies up until this point, and I think his like only truly like financially successful movie had come out right before this, and he still couldn't get money for shit. So he takes this very like uh, furious, like low ball take on the film industry, where he decides that what he's gonna do is shoot up theaters showing Patch Adams. <laughs> Like, he's, like, which is, uh, it's all these people are going to the movies to, like, be, like, infantilized and, like, be soothed and, like, have easy viewing experiences. And in this movie, he literally stages, like, leftist terrorism in it and has, like, movie theater shootings at, like, Patch Adams in a Forrest Gump sequel. Yes, the, my favorite part was when she um, rams in and goes, I fucking hate Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> And then they shoot a teamster. Like, they oh shoot my God, a yes. union member. That was, that was the other part. Yes, that was the best. Where he's like, the, um, and who was it? The, the actor playing, um, what's his name? Oh my God, annoying. Oh, Stephen Dorff. Yes. It's like the main guy sitting like fat and happy in his little picnic chair. Like, you don't mess with the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. 
<laughs> is this your first John Waters movie you've ever seen? No, because he. What are some of his other? I think I've seen others. Like Pink Flamingos is is probably his most well known. Um, he did Hairspray. Mm-hmm. Let me just look on his IMDb. Okay, I'm literally. Yeah, like, Hairspray is, is probably the one. No, I. This dude, is no, why I wanted you I on. Because I used to joke actually, even back in the day when actual video stores were a thing, that I was like the best person to take to the video store because I fucking haven't seen anything. So I'm like easy to please um no and i I love that too because i mean like um you have like kind of like this like sensory understanding of the film industry and like what you were saying earlier about the infantilization and the neck like the netflix gloop like yeah you understand that and so this movie like functions completely well because it's uh so ardently against that yes but then i also thought that like there was a lot there that was also sort of um presaging or at least like hinting at the com like it didn't exclude the contradictions of what's actually mm-hmm. going on too in many ways like these people were like out of control fucking retards and clowns the as terrorist well. filmmakers right. yeah like um the, the group of them they all have like directors names tattooed on them like one has like yeah, Pasolini, yeah like like they are actually. And John Waters like, makes fun of them. Yes, like, the they time. need to like, be. He, yeah, yeah. He doesn't like paint them as like these, you know, um, card. Well, the, I mean, they are hammed up to the point where they're good cardboard characters. Oh yeah. But he doesn't actually uh, force you to over-identify with them, which I think is important. No, no. Yeah. It's very important, and it's like they're all kind of like nightmarish, like yes. yucky people, yes. and like, <laughs> and like John Waters would, is like never trying to like be like oh like. These are like the real oh, like they're not they're not supposed to be like sympathetic towards them like you you're supposed to feel like kind of like uh riveted by like their mission and as they mm. do it in like the most violent way possible but like you're so right like they're not like just these like gender f- satanists like literally like satanists and like poppers adled like homosexuals and stuff like they're obviously like supposed to be like kind of like a piss at them as well as uh, the film industry here yeah like no it doesn't it doesn't like in it doesn't um need to sort of create sacred cows as such like it trues these it like i don't know like i find myself on the one hand like um i think with the wisdom of time too like this is from the year 2000 right so um, mm-hmm. like it, it's very i think very interesting like we look now at back then like this sort of um sorry you can edit this part i'm struggling to find words oh no 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 i'm trying to say i guess no worries um like the terrorism right yeah but also like okay so you know the uh the moral majority had sort of you know by the year 2000 like the moral majority didn't have any major sway about politics as such but it only just stopped having significant sway and the sort of like mommy safetyism that was very much like um objected to by like anyone trying to create art or culture that still existed but like it was also being um display like being replaced i think by the like um hardcore weaponized like bureaucratic forms of the same impulse mm-hmm. so like you know now you get to a point where like all the major blockbusters have to go through like um, tw- like twelve fucking sensitivity trainings 
12 sensitivity reader committees and all this other bullshit whereas like back then that's basically the function that like the moral majority served but it's weird now like seeing it where you see and compare so there's like one scene where like the moral majority mummies are like getting mad at these like anarcho-terrorists but yes yeah it's weird to think now how just the ways in which like the anarcho-terrorist leftists both um terrorize like normal moms but then literally also play the role in the moral majority like it's like no, exactly. leftism eats everything yeah that's right and i i think that that's kind of like the secret of this movie is yes that, like, like it doesn't pr- yeah and also the other yeah, like, thing because they, they they win at the end right like they, they ultimately end up like triumphing and like making their film <sighs> and like the thing is is that like that actually happened it's like it wasn't like such like ardent terrorism right but like these people did actually end up like kind of winning the culture war and when it comes to like film production but the result isn't like what the like the i mean exactly the result isn't like an ecstatic orgy that they have like the end of this movie like what it is is like the sensitivity board obama netflix movies yes and then also i think that like another way that this was sort of almost implied obviously not implied as such but 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 something that pointed in that general direction i thought very much was the fact that like yeah there is i think something deeply depressing in the idea that like this woman was like a totally bitter shrew um oh then, yeah holly whitlock as played yeah. by melanie griffith who is a tippy hendron from uh, the birds her daughter yeah like that it would or that it's only possible then for her like like, I'm not convinced, like, you sort of want to believe that she's, you know, um, like, found herself or something, blah, blah. It's like, no, it's just, like, a, a snorty bitch, like, having a little taste of danger, just like when she, like, sleeps with the pool boy or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, upper middle class women have always mm-hmm. had a fascination with, like, danger, and they'll basically pillage any countercultural movement just to get a fucking taste for it. Um, yeah, because like the movie tries to posit that she like comes around and like she like joins them, um, but I don't think her character actually like really changes really. I think she's like still she... kind of like the but this is yeah she's like still the prissy bitch, but she's like transplanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, this is what these. But I think ultimately, like many actors and many just like all these influencer dickheads, all of it. Like they just they just want to be loved by crowds like of adoring fans. So if you can make them think that they can get that same narcissistic supply by any other means, it's just as good. Like the ways in which they convinced her on both counts were to be either pointing to the crowd now loving the new version of her or pointing to um, all the critics panning her um, actually existing film. So like she doesn't need to change. It's just that she like she just shapeshifts into this other thing. So she's no more in touch with herself. Like I guess that's what I'm sort of getting at is that like very You're much right, yeah. like it was very much a matter of submission in either direction. So like either you brand either you're one of them or you come like it sort of implies that the only way that, that, that it almost implies there is no out like either way you submit to this like vanguard a bunch of fucking terrorists including getting like um stamped mm-hmm. on your arm or you just like go along with like the actually existing people in power but like in in like you're not actually free in either direction like neither of them is about like it uh, you, you like you Either way, you're sort of trapped, which is why I think you don't necessarily want to identify with any of them. 
Yeah, no, and I mean, um, I, I definitely think it's, like, a very intentional choice by yeah. John Waters, who I think was, like, kind of becoming, like, disgusted, like, with, like, <laughs> the bit. way that, uh, <laughs> I think he was, like, getting really sickened by the way that, like, uh, he, because when he had started making movies like this, right, that had, like, similar kind of, like, ragtag, like, gender monster casts and stuff, like, he's always kind of depicted them in the same way, and, like, when he first started, it was, like, actually shocking to see, like, drag queens like rape people in movies and like get eaten by like crabs and like drug addicts and uh, fucking freaks and stuff but by 2000 it's all kind of become sort of normal place and so in this movie like he definitely has like that instinct to like kind of show that like the film industry and like that mode of artistic expression can't ever like really save like your perversion no matter how hard you try yeah yeah and then you start to see just how like pathetic and feckless it is to see these like um like just this like a lazy in invocation of like hail satan shit like this you're just like oh this is so stupid you know what i mean like even the, even the things uh -huh. that are supposed to be like scary or whatever it's like no these people are jokers <laughs> like no they're, they're kind of cute like it's like yeah. kind of like cute that they're like so like they're kind of like failures at like doing a transgression or whatever um and i also love like this movie's like uh relationship with like the hashtag underrepresented or like the quote oppressed unquote like the wheelchair kid at the very beginning in the movie who's I'm like so uh, giving up. yeah who's like giving holly like this award before she gets uh you know hijacked by the terrorist filmmakers uh and it's like the industry is like trying to give this you know this really like sad kid like this oh this wheelchair kid like uh, they're trying to give him his shining moment and he's like a little bitch and he like rolls his like wheel over people and it's like berating them the whole time like do you blame him i wouldn't want to be fucking tragedy no he's so right either. it's very yeah, weird the way these people i don't know like maybe I just got lucky in terms of the way my life happened to play out. But we grew up next to a guy called uh, Duncan, was his name. And he happened to be in the Australian um, uh, pa uh, Paralympic basketball team. And like, I don't know. Yeah, my neighbor Duncan was in a wheelchair. But like, that motherfucker's more athletic than most people I know. You know what I mean? Like, I guess because, you know, having seen him practicing in his backyard, mm -hmm. shit like this, like, and not that he was ever properly practicing, just like letting off steam. Uh, it just, I, I don't know, like, I feel like growing up in the 90s and 2000s, like, actually, like, people don't, didn't, like, I feel like so much of these new woke psyop relies on um, disabusing us of things we were actually already disabused of. Um, it, yeah, it pretends absolutely. to disabuse us of them, but actually what it's doing is re-injecting those things back into the culture. Yeah, it's starting them up again because yeah. it's profitable. Yeah, and yeah. It's it, like, it, it's almost like, uh, like triggering you to want to either take the other side or just like like it it positions things in such a topsy-turvy manner that like actually it's almost like like y you can't blame people for 
like like it's just i just feel like so much of it is just like provocative shit like it's a provocation and like how do you mm-hmm. yeah, what do you are you supposed to ignore it you can't ignore it at a certain point like i mean so much of this is like forcing you to respond to shit that's like should not even be up for discussion like that fucking cuties discourse last year like, oh my god how do we that was a... so retarded but something about it it's almost like by forcing us to um relitigate stuff to actually we really don't need to litigate like mm-hmm. i don't i'm sorry well, it's, it's endless you know it's endless it's endless profit generator and like that's why yeah. i like love this like wheelchair sequence like so much in the beginning of the movie is because like this movie has like the the older frame of thinking where it's like disabled people and like gender freaks and homosexuals all of them are like not they're not little profiteers like they're not like little pity you fuck with yeah they're not none of them are like pitied ever in the movie like none of the the characters here are ever like turned into like a like a pity like a sympathy thing if anything like john waters tries to make you like more like disgusted with them which turns them into more human than any depiction of these people whatever you know what i mean like Mm. disgust is is a more human reaction than like what like cuties or like any like liberal like kind of like appeal to people ever tries to forge characters as Mm. yeah there's like there's almost something more um human in like the totally like camp ridiculousness than there is in like the so i i think like politically one such example is like yeah trump is um a ridiculous character like he's very camp he's very like queer in like the not woke sense of the term but just as in camp is probably better. yes yeah he no i like i like queer i really yeah, do very like, queer. Like, queer. Queer i love him. it like really <laughs> and but i don't mean that as an insult in any, any way shape or form no, but no, i don't no, mean no. i don't mean it in the sense of like he goes on tumblr and like secretly has a fetish for fucking my little pony whatever i don't mean no 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 he's queer in the way that like cecil b demented is yeah he's just he is a bit queer but at the same time like he likes tits and ass and women (laughs) you know what i mean like that's and and i feel like almost as though i feel like liking tits and ass is queer now like i feel like to be like flagrantly like horny is queer like (laughs) yeah it's very because it's been so like the men on the left have been told that like you're not allowed to like women and you're not allowed yeah. to flirt with anyone and sexuality is evil but it's only been done yeah, so from, to like, actually like be around. brave enough to be brave enough to be sexual and to like admit to things you're into and to act on them is like actually queer like leftist men in this way are like kind of like women in burkas basically <laughs> Yeah, left no leftist men are deeply sick um, individuals, and everything they do is so um, tailored towards this totally feminized, fucked up way of um, being in the world. That like uh, they are like especially men who are successful in that realm. That these are the most like conniving little bitches imaginable, and like they and it's on like it's the fact that like these psychotic bitches will still be talking about toxic masculinity when they have whipped like that that entire realm 
into almost complete and total submission to the point where like the fucking little bow tie like cartoon character from conservatism inc is now like one of the only people on tv with any libidinal energy like that that has to say something surely like if you fucking told anyone in the 90s that this little like tucker carlson geek was gonna be like the fucking daddy of tv that's crazy Oh, it's crazy. And Isn't that's something else I, like, I like Don't about, you think? Like, there is something really, like, there's something no, it's, that it's I know nuts. that's it's also like, is that these people hate anything with, even with, like, any kind of libidinal energy. You know what I mean? Like, that's actually no, why no, totally. they fucking hate Tugger Carlson more than anything else. And it's the same reason they hated Trump more than anything else. It's because they, well, and this they, is these also people why have they, libidinal they energy. Watch, like, um, it's just, this is why they can only watch the infantilized, like, uh, you know, Marvel movies and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's an easy target. But, I mean, it's because, like, those movies do have a sex drive but what it is is it's completely like malformed and um very easy to swallow like the sexuality of those movies is very very safe and practiced so it can't like upset you or like be you know problematic as it as it were in any way and uh, something in Cecil B. Demented is that none of the filmmakers are allowed to fuck or jerk off until like the movie has like wrapped shooting yes and um I thought it was very cute. And it's like, I desperately long for perverts to make movies again instead of just, like, doing, like, machine sex. Like, Marvel and, like, video game, like, like Nintendo video games, specifically Nintendo. I don't mean it for everything. But, like, all of them are just, like, the Fisher-Price, like, jerk-off toys that, like, yeah. get you off in the easiest, most accessible, like, least frightening way. And there's no perversion and there's nothing freaky about any of it and it's bland gloop well how can there be any perversion when literally like these people are mainlining bdsm it's like a, yeah i mean the, bdsm isn't even bdsm the, like, least like, sexual thing it's, yeah it's like it's people a like want, of bdsm yeah people want um like their danger to regulated yeah they want regulated danger that's exactly it and it's like i'm sorry but like I, this is why I'm so insistent on not just like objecting to affirmative consent as such as this like stultified thing. It's like if you understand how the law works, like literally consent is a, a fake and not gay thing <laughs> that is like it actually only exists in its absence. And so mm -hmm. like like the reason like consent was something that was made up at law in order that legally we can delineate between sex we want to criminalize and sex that we do not want to criminalize there's no actual thing in the world called consent you can't put a fucking circle around a thing an event a word whatever consent is not an actual thing in the world no not. totally not and um, and, it, and it, even it, the I, way these I, motherfuckers <laughs> describe it gives away the fact that they they don't think that either because they literally say it has to be ongoing so yeah, i mean consent is like it's like black magic it's like it's not it's real it's yeah, conjured exactly and so like that's fine at the end of the day the lord does need to sort of come up with these discrete concepts that you know within the ways in which the law is applied um the specifics of that concept get sort of um contested and ironed out progressively in time and like sure the law needs to actually have these concepts but to then reify those concepts and and continue like believing outside of a court courtroom that this is a real and actual thing 
is just ridiculous and retarded. Like, affirmative consent is not a real thing. Um, The whole point, uh, like, something so critical to human sexuality and um, attraction and... It's risk and danger. It's like, it's liminality. It's ambiguity. Mm -hmm. Um, And these motherfuckers want there to be... um, they want to be in charge of what everything means at any given time. So like you can't have ambiguity. You can't have liminality. You can't use your discretion. The The regulators want to dictate like what's acceptable and what's not. And then they want to turn around and fucking have the rules committee issue a revision whenever they see fit as well. Right. No, I mean that, and this is why also. Um, so, like, that... sorry, consent is fake. I no, no. I mean, it, for the purposes it, of the it's law? it's not it's, it's not black really. magic. Yeah, it's black magic. But and, because people want yeah. to put everything into like a you know labels, and they want to be able to commodify absolutely every compartment of the human condition. This is like also like where like gender nightmarism comes from, which is like people like abstracting the most like specific parts of their like um perception and turning it into a identity that has to be adhered to by everybody else. And this is why like I'll I uh would never like describe myself as like anything like except like a drag queen and a crossdresser right because like that's all you need like i don't need to like be like i'm a polygender like um cloud which is honestly probably how i like feel most often (laughs) i'm so glad you said all this because like this is a lot why like i was very apprehensive about even like using a like sure i i have come to use the term marxist but sure as shit i've never used the term communist to describe myself Mm -hmm. and i always am even somewhat apprehensive about the term marxist because ultimately like to my mind these are doing words so people like people began calling me marxist because like that's what i was doing and this is why like i don't i don't and so like to me something like 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 i guess to me identity has to be relational otherwise i don't even know what the fuck we're talking about it's like certainly and so to me like it's a like being a drag queen or dressing you know in the in the clothing of a different um sex or gender or whatever you want you're to call not it. that until somebody tells you that you are it's like it doesn't exist in yourself it exists in the world as will and representation like people have to be able to perceive what you manifest for it to be real at all yeah yeah and that's why i find this whole like there is i think a provocation in um the idea of like you changing physically nothing about yourself um but then demanding that everyone adhere to your inner self-conception which has no um no while making no effort whatsoever to actually communicate that to people other than as a series of demands it's like I no, just... I just I, w- I wish that people had like the actual power and like the balls, honestly, to like visualize themselves some way and then exercise power in order to become it and like successfully no, like force that upon people. Did no, they, they, just they, just, they just speak like they just moral yeah. browbeat other people into indulging in their little fucking fantasy world? But I think this stuff starts cashing out in ways that are just at a certain point people are gonna put their foot down, like. It's it's one thing to talk all this smack and you know demonize um women as turfs or whatever, but at a certain point, like if you have um literal sex offenders, 
either attempting to fucking murder children or running around in women's bathrooms and taking balls out around little kids. Like, I'm sorry, but this whole discussion has fucking nothing to do with bigotry. What are we like? And it's a total like stupid deflection to start saying that it's bigoted for, a, you know, some poor like waxing technician to not want to wax Jessica Yaniv's balls. Like, well, I mean, the thing you know, about like, the gender debate stupid. too is like, like the bathroom debate like never existed until it became like something that could be capitalized upon because like previously like people would use the bathrooms that make most sense for them to use like yes, whether like the whether they be trans or away from normal people they made the whole fucking thing impossible right and i mean i i i don't i don't have like a ton of panic around it specifically but it's it is a terrible symptom of like how something that used to just be like left to perception and like mutually agreed upon standards that like kind of everybody can recognize it's it's more of like people trying not even forcing the world but just expecting um them to be perceived in a way that just isn't like realistic and it's like if you actually like if you have the willpower and the strength, like, the gender bathroom issue doesn't have to exist. If, like, you just have, like, the agency and, like, the self-awareness to make it happen for yourself. And, um, I, I mean, we, we've drifted far from the movie, but in some ways, I do think this is tangentially related, at least, mm. because Absolutely. these people are focused on, like, ultimate reality, right? Like, that's the concept of the movie is... Uh, <laughs> they that they're making within the movie is that they go into reality and they make the movie in reality like they make it in actual things that are happening through acts of terrorism and violence instead of just you know succumbing and recreating and saying this is how it is they actually make it happen with ultimate reality that's true